Welcome to another book review episode of Solidarity Sister with Kristen Wilson. This week I listened to six and a half books. I plan to review The Power of Now this week, but I'm only halfway through that and I need more time to absorb that one. It's kind of deep. I fly through easier fiction reads, but on the really life-changing type books, sometimes I need to slow down the speed to double speed and listen over multiple sittings so that I can kind of process in between. Thus, I'm bumping the power of now to next week's reviews. A friend of mine reached out to see, since I reviewed Jill Duggar Dillard's book last week, if I had also read Ginger Duggar Voilo's book. I hadn't, so I got right to it. Whereas Counting the Cost covered a lot about Jill's personal experiences in relating to her family and family dynamics, Ginger's book, Becoming Free Indeed, My Story of Disentangling Faith from Fear, is all about her faith journey. Bill Gothard is an American minister and the founder of the Institute for Basic Life Principles, or IBLP, who amassed quite a following, including the Duggar family. In her book, Ginger takes us through the teachings from Gothard that she was raised with, and using scripture, she shares what she believes now— and really how different that is. She is definitely not a fan of Gothard and calls out line by line much of what she was taught growing up. Ginger does extend a lot of grace to her parents though and sees them as good people who did the best they could in raising their kids. Ginger shares in the book how so many of her friends who were raised with damaging doctrines end up completely leaving their faith in adulthood. Ginger's faith in Jesus Christ is stronger than ever. She has left behind beliefs that kept her trapped in fear and were keeping her from living in faith, but she hasn't thrown religion away completely. I think a big motivation for her in writing this book is in the hopes that she would encourage others who were raised in a similar way as she was to leave behind the teachings of Bill Gothard, but still cling to Jesus. I related to this book because I have many friends who were raised with damaging spiritual beliefs. I think of one friend who lost her mother at a young age from cancer, and she and her siblings were told by family members that their mother died because these kids didn't have enough faith. It still hurts my heart when I think about it. That is spiritual abuse right there. Another friend was abused for years by her father, and the way she understood doctrine is so different from what I learned, despite us growing up connected to the same church. I think of other friends who were married to men who went to church each week, but behind closed doors were abusive in any number of ways, such as emotionally, physically, financially, sexually, or spiritually. When people are wounded by those who wield their quote-unquote faith as a weapon, I can see how those victims might leave all ties to faith of any kind behind. As a woman of faith myself, I understand Ginger's desire to bring others to faith. I tell my kids that if I could make them believe one thing, it would be that they are deeply loved by their creator. There is nothing they can do to make that love go away. But I recognize that I cannot make them believe anything. We all have to travel our own faith journeys and to allow others to do the same. Next month, I'll be releasing a conversation with a friend named Evelyn, where we discuss her experience in walking away from the church that I belong to, and how we can still stay connected as friends even when our faith journeys take us in different directions. 
I've learned a lot from Evelyn and I appreciate knowing her. If you want tips on how to still stay connected with friends or loved ones through faith transitions, you'll want to watch out for that episode. As far as the book goes, I admire Ginger for being able to walk away from the damaging teachings of her youth and into a stronger, more vibrant faith. If you have an interest in the Duggars and learning more about IBLP, or if you enjoy faith-promoting books, this is definitely worth the read. Hurricane Season by Lauren K. Denton is a beautiful story of two sisters. Betsy is steady and dependable. She and her husband Ty run their farm and long for the children that they haven't been able to conceive. Meanwhile, free-spirited single mother Jenna is given an amazing opportunity she just can't pass up. And so she drops her two daughters off with sister Betsy for two weeks, which turns into three and then four and through the summer. I loved the character development in this book. As we get to know these two sisters, we see them as being so much more than our first impressions might have imagined. We come to understand more about why they are the way they are, and we cheer them on to conquer their personal demons and strengthen their most important relationships. I really enjoyed this book, and I would definitely recommend it. In Catching Christmas by Terry Blackstock, yes, I'm still reading Christmas books in February. First-year law associate Sydney Batson is torn between her challenging career and her aging grandmother. Chef-turned-cab driver Finn Parrish is serendipitously sent to the rescue, and this fun little read unfolds like a beautifully told Hallmark story. If you're looking for a clean, feel-good romance with some deeper themes of redemption, this would be a great choice for you. Laura Bradford's Emergency Dessert Squad Cozy Mystery Series is fun and creative. I listened to the first two books this week and really enjoyed following main character Winnie Johnson through failure, success, and tales of misadventures leading her to solve the case. Though relatively young, Winnie finds safe haven with the retirement community, and most of her closest friends are old enough to be her grandparents. I saw a reel this week about a restaurant in Japan staffed almost entirely with people who have dementia. Its name translates to the Restaurant of Mistaken Orders, and though people get the incorrect order 37% of the time, 99% of customers leave feeling happy. I was raised making frequent visits to a local assisted living facility, Enjoying frequent visits with my grandparents, and in our many years living far from family, we adopted grandparents along the way. I now treasure every conversation I have with my dad, and I miss conversing with my mom, as her health issues have taken away the ability for her to speak much. This angle of Laura's books was extra sweet to me, as was the idea of a mobile emergency dessert delivery service. I think that sounds amazing. If you enjoy cozy mysteries, you will love these books. And finally, I read Take One by Karen Kingsbury. I'll likely finish the series this week and do a full review next week. But in the meantime, I'll say that this book was a little didactic for me, but it was definitely faith inspiring as well. So that wraps things up for today. Reminder that our Solidarity Sister Book Club is well underway. We're reading Brene Brown's Gifts of Imperfection over the next several weeks, and we'd love to have you join us. Gifts of Imperfection is in the top five most life-changing books I've ever read. And considering the thousands of books that I've read or listened to, that's actually saying something. You don't want to miss this one. See the show notes for details. 
Thank you for being part of the Solidarity Sister community. We needed you. Solidarity Sister.